Hello, and welcome to Stirring the Pot, Entertainment News premier pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Derek, the first and the last, and today we have... Sam. And that's it. <laughs> and we're here to talk about a game. A game that, uh, honestly, there's a lot of controversy about this game series as of right now. Mm-hmm. So we've had to extend some things and change around our schedule. Mm-hmm. This month has been busy. Um, you expect two episodes of the World of Val this week because we missed the first week of October. Um, full disclosure, a tree destroyed my car, and we've been dealing with the after effects of that. Yeah, living in Florida has its perks, but it also has detrimental downfalls. Hurricane season, uh, stupid politicians. Uh, but we get... With nice Florida weather every now and then. Weather ends up destroying my car. Um, So because of that, we've had to move some stuff in our schedule around. Um, I'll go ahead and make those reflections by Wednesday if I have time to. Because we are finishing books and comic books and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. This entire, this episode was supposed to come out next Monday. Instead, we're having it come out today because we're switching up our Bayonetta content. We were supposed to have a lot more Bayonetta content this month, but I don't necessarily want to. Support the recent developments that have been happening because there's been a lot of problems with like in terms of like voice actors not getting paid and that whole thing. And how the original voice actor of Bayonetta, please let me get her. Let me get her name. So, the original voice actor of Bayonetta, uh, she was only offered $4,000 to record her lines for Bayonetta 3. Yeah. She and, she said no, and they replaced her. Yeah. And also, on top of that, since video games have, like, hours upon hours of content. It took us 19 hours to beat the first Bayonetta yeah. game. Yeah. I can imagine only getting paid four thousand dollars for all that work that she did. Hel- um, Helena Taylor is the original voice actor. Mm-hmm. She's been replaced with Jennifer Hell. Um, so, are we going to play per, uh, Bayonetta three like we were supposed to this month? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like in good faith, maybe not. I know that a lot of other people put in work in terms of like making sure the game comes out, but it's just like a lot of people in the game industry are just underpaid in general. Yeah. As a main voice actor, that she, she, the only thing she voices is Bayonetta. And it didn't seem like they replaced her because like Jennifer Hill was a better fit. It just felt like they replaced her because she spoke out about getting, not getting paid as much. And they were just like, well, if you don't want to do it, someone else will do it. Yeah. And it seems very cutthroat. So I'd rather not. And so the voice acting industry has been taking, we don't know where we're going to fall with doing content based off of things that like have cut people for example mob psycho 100 we wanted to talk about that but then they replaced the main english voice actor of mob Mm -hmm. because he spoke out against not getting paid enough Mm -hmm. and talking about unionizing it's like that's wild that you're replacing your main voice actor for the main character it's uh it's so annoying i don't know what so we we switched up the entire like content for mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about the first bayonetta mm-hmm. um are we still going to play bayonetta three yes eventually mm-hmm. are we going to talk about it here probably in passing yeah i think the world of bayonetta is interesting enough to if not to, like if not to just do a philosophical overthinking then the anthropology of bayonetta would be fun mm-hmm. 
Um, but I, I kind of want to stay away from a lot of that stuff. That being said, uh, we had a lot of fun playing the first Bayonetta. It was. It released, was really fun. Released in 2009. It's, what, 13 years old? I think just about. Yeah. 13? About I, nice. I've been trying to get better at doing math off the top of my head. You're doing good. You, you guys don't realize how much how much middle schoolers are impressed by that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a teacher. It's why I hang out with middle schoolers. Hang around middle schoolers. Yeah, I feel like hanging out seems like you're a friend. Yeah. Um, it's my job. <laughs> Um, first Bayonetta, um, that being said, it's a very Im- Im- immature game. Yeah. Don't play it if you're, ch- if you're underage or if you're, because immature is like 17 and up, right? I think so. I'm not, Derek, I, I, you would know. Or is that rated R? No, rated R is 17 and up. Eight, um, rated immature, I think it's 18 and up. Dang. It's 18 and up? Mm-hmm. Well, the game is very promiscuous. It's so promiscuous. The thing is, it's promiscuous for no reason so let me tell you my trepidation of bayonetta so i'm not a prude or anything i feel like i always have to like whenever i talk about bayonetta i always feel a need to like bring that up oh but i tried to get into bayonetta like two years ago two or three years ago with sam and like that opening scene we were just like oh this is a lot a lot and and then we were playing at your parents' house. We were playing like, at my parents' house. I was like, house. oh my gosh. They have like a big TV in the downstairs area. And then it's just like everyone can see it as they move by. It's so awkward. Um, one of the things that put me off from it is I know the team behind Bayonetta was made mostly by men. Yeah. So it feels weird it to have. The oversexualization of like yeah. this woman. But like I'm of two minds of it. Um, I don't identify as a woman, but it's feels weird to have such a male gazy character. Yeah. But then also at the same time, she's unapologetically like in control of herself. Yeah. But then it gets into that conversation of like, oh, is she in control? Like, even though Bayonetta as a character is in control of her own sexuality, she's being created. She's created by men. Yeah. So it's kind of it's on a it's on a grayscale. Um, the thing is, before I knew anything about Bayonetta, I really really enjoyed Bayonetta's character, even though I didn't know much about her because I thought one uh, if the character design is nice, um, that's half the battle. You I'll, main her in Smash. I don't main you? Bayonetta in Smash, and that's why I really wanted to play Bayonetta, especially since Bayonetta three was coming out. I was really excited to like see all like the like. Get into the stories so I can enjoy Bayonetta 3 mm-hmm. because I didn't really play video games growing up, so I wasn't in the Bayonetta craze as much. But I really like her character design. Um, but then I played it and I was like, oh, this is a lot. This is, <laughs> this is a bit much. Is it hot in here? It's like chill, Bayonetta. But yeah. But that being said, after we got past the first few like uh, cutscenes, and then we're like sitting around and playing. It's just a fun game. Of mm-hmm. um, sometimes it feels like it reaches a bit too much. Yes, there's a lot of scenes where it's just like, oh, this is. Oh, you're you're still going on in this? Yeah. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, but I don't know if you want to go into the review. Let's go to the Entertainment Two review system. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we rate it along four categories: plot, construction, themes, and characters. Yeah. Plot. So I can see that's my cue. Oh um, no! I, would you like me to start it this time? I can 
started. Okay. Um, for the plot, I gave it a bronze because honestly, the plot. So that's two points. Yes, that's two points. The plot's kind of murky. Uh huh. In terms of like, I, I feel like the only thing I really got from Bayonetta from like playing it was like, okay, so she lost her memory. Uh huh. She's a hot witch girl. Uh huh. Um, and hot she, witch woman. A hot witch woman. I'm sorry. Um, and she's fighting a bunch of angels. To save the world. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay. I'm not sure. The thing is, she's, since, she, since she lost her memory, she, there's like no real reason that she does it other than she like has to because they're harassed. They're bothering her. I think she gets paid for it. Oh, yeah. She gets paid in Halos. And she gets weapons. But then the weapons are just used to defeat the angels. So. Just eating its own tail. But I gave it two points because even though the plot is like pretty straightforward it's just like it's a hero's quest of i need to save the world so that was me what about you derek i gotta be real i gave the plot a dirt that's fair i gave it a dirt because i feel like no one really cared about the plot so okay Last year, two years ago, I did this. We did a Devil's May Cry rewatch, and I discovered something about Devil's May Cry that no one told me. And then halfway through it, I could not finish Devil's May Cry. I did not give a single flork about the story. Bayonetta is made by the team that made the original Devil's May Cry. Which is why there's a Devil May Cry Bayonetta um, animatic that, that I watched. Love. That I loved as a kid. So I didn't really love Bayonetta. Um, but it's not the same game, which is surprising. And I, I was I played through Devil May Cry 1. Sure. 2002, whatever, when the first Devil May Cry came out. It must have been revolutionary. When I played it in 2020, during the quarantine, I hated it. I hated it so much because it was so... <laughs> If, if a game doesn't have a story, mm-hmm. it's really hard for me to get into it. Mm-hmm. We're about to play Dragon Ball Breakers, like, in a bit. Um, that game has no story. But it's a multiplayer game that I go I went into not expecting a story. Growing up, I grew up on Devil May Cry fan fiction. <laughs> there is more story in those shortened fan fictions that I feel is in the first game. No, that's fair. I think since the games are kind of long. They're super long with it's, not enough story. And the thing is, even though the gameplay is really fun, it's like I'm playing, I'm defeating these like enemies because the main character has a purpose to defeat the enemies. Like I'm fighting angels because of something. But if you don't give me the something, I'm just playing a game. I'm just playing a game. Um, so plot... Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a, a a witch woman who was who was in a lake, and then she woke up, and then she started fighting demons, and okay. she gets paid for it. And then why? The thing is, we don't. I don't quite know how they get on the current arc of the story she's in. Yeah. She eventually finds the time displaced version of herself yeah. and protects the time displaced version of herself. See, that's why I give it a that's why I give it a bronze. I'm like, it's cute that she was like protecting herself yeah i thought that was cute and like her like interactions with herself where it's like she's like idolizing herself and self-love i thought that was cute Self-love. That 2022 was 2022 <laughs> um but the thing is at a certain point i was playing through the story and i was just like this is not my preferred way of storytelling mm-hmm. so i'm going to give this a one that's fair 
Um, I'm sorry if you liked Bayonetta's one storytelling. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Construction? Construction. So, um, as you probably are aware already, um, I really like Bayonetta's character design. I really thought the, like, the playing the game was fun. Uh-huh. So I gave it a silver. <laughs> because even though the construction, the thing is, in the cutscenes, their mouths don't move. It's like in a film. It's in a film like type of thing, and their mouths don't move. There's some cutscenes where their mouths move, and then some that don't. So I'm like, okay, so this is not con- throughout the board. So it's kind of like it's kind of weird. Um, but I feel like the character design, especially since we when we finished the game, we went through like the gallery of all the sketches and all the artwork that went into it, and, like all the like the details that Bayonetta has, and just her outfit alone. And I even think about the background characters, uh, thinking about like the other like like Ceresa and like her outfits or whatever like just Bayonetta has a beautiful weapon design beautiful character design um and like also the back also like the monsters in it are horrifying like how angels like are supposed to be mm-hmm. it looks like if like if Michelangelo made a transformer because we recently watched transformers not transformers not a transformer. If Michelangelo made like a weird automaton of some kind, like a robot of some kind, mm-hmm. it's so beautifully disturbing. That's fair. The, the the like hair monsters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think the way that they utilize her like powers and like fighting is works so well with the character. Mm-hmm. Like where it's just like it's like yeah, you're told that she's a dark witch, but she's also uh, sexy and flirty. But you also still get the yeah, this is a witch though. Yeah, she's like, like I feel like the people around her don't find her, don't underestimate her. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is why I think that like Bennett as a character like isn't just male gazy. She's like a legitimate threat. Yeah, like they don't, they never take that away from her, which I appreciate. Well, we're not in the character part, but that's since you brought it up, I just want to touch on that real quick. Yeah. But yeah, also I was making plan on making a bayonetta cosplay. It's incredibly detailed. If I wanted to do that, I was thinking about. It, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a project. Um, I might do it one day. Um, it's such a project. There's so many details. Even the guns, even the shoes, the shoe guns. Are my favorite. The thing is, I now want to make a tabletop character that uses shoe guns. Shoe guns? That's my thing. I'm taking that. Shoe guns? That's beautiful. And they look clunky, but they're kind of. But really, they're like heels. They're, it's, it's so, so, oh, it's so nice. It's so nice. It's so kitschy. Anyway. For me, for construction, I actually gave it a gold. That's fair. Because the music. Amazing. You're the right. Thing is, um, their rendition of Fly Me to the Moon um, was my preferred uh, version of the song. Yeah, move out of the way. Uh, Frank, Frank Sinatra, <laughs> get out of here, old blue eyes. Um, I forgot about the music. The music is really nice. The music's so nice. Like, going nice. to the gallery, the music is so nice. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, it's similar to Devil May Cry, Bayonetta has such a good style factor. Mm-hmm. This, the thing is, the graphics aren't great, but also the game came out in 2009. Like, yeah. I, I, we played the the Xbox 360 version of the game, so there's not a lot, like, I could say about the graphics, because mm-hmm. it's like, is it is it similar graphics to contemporary games in the time? Um, I don't remember. 2000 and, 2009 was a long time ago, and yeah. I, don't, I simply don't go back and play games, unless really? I, like, grew up with them. 
No, that's fair. The only game I played back in then was like the Ham Montana for the DS, and that this, is, this looks better than bad. the Ham Montana. Yeah, I was changing mine to gold. I forgot there was the music. The music was so good. And then the way, so the thing is how we how we went through this game was that um, me and Sam, me and Sam would watch the entire thing, um, but I would not let Sam fight. You want to know why? I had so much fun with the fighting system in the game. It's so fun to all the, like, what feels like hundreds of different combos you could try. Mm -hmm. The poses being out of, like... Just does. Yeah, it's like, that's fashion, baby. That's fashion, baby. And so it's so fun to just connect all these things, switch to different weapons, get, like, a a 200-hit combo going on. Yeah, you can get, like, whips. You can get, like... There's a bunch of games with weapons that we didn't even unlock all of them because it it would take too long. Um, But there's, like... it was so nice. It was so nice. It was, and it made me appreciate how, like, I feel like they don't, I don't know if they do this in, like, newer games, but I feel like the old, like, yeah, here are my galleries of sketches that I did for Bayonetta. This is what Bayonetta was going to look like. This is what, but we changed her to make it even hotter than this. I, I loved love that. I was gonna, that gallery unlock, the gallery unlock was so cool to just go through it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of games don't do that as much. The thing is, I want to see that. I That's my favorite part of anything. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, as a kid, I used to love looking at the bonus features of DVDs. They're good features. They're my favorite part of just people just talking about their creations. But yes. Um. So yeah, so we, we both gave construction a four. Mm-hmm. Themes. So... <laughs> I feel like Bayonetta doesn't have real themes. I feel like the theme for Bayonetta is kind of just like, oh, the pa- like. I feel like the only thing I can, the only concrete theme that I can think of is your past defines who you are now, or you can alter your like past by. No, I guess the past defines who you are now. You can kind of alter your past by your child self or taking that theme i'm so sorry i'm about to english teacher you (laughs) (laughs) taking that theme and connecting it to the story i think that is a good idea let me get on the whiteboard Uh, (laughs) what i took the theme as was one your past is defined who you are what your your so your past is defined who you are two what you were expected to be isn't what you have to be. Because mm-hmm. there are constant themes of like um, Luca being like, "Oh yeah, she's a witch," but like she, the Lancelot says like, "Yeah, but she like is there to protect people." And then even her dad is just like, "Yeah, your power." Beta's dad is like, "Your power is meant to like destroy the world," but it's just like you don't have to be what the world sets you out to be, mm-hmm. which I feel like is the core theme, which a bunch of other like. Mm-hmm benchmark themes underneath it yeah which i feel what did you give the themes again i give mine a bronze only because my theme my thing is i the themes weren't super concrete for me i also gave it a bronze because i'm like i feel like usually themes beat you over the head with they what should your beat theme. you i i think because of the because the plot was a one for me that themes have to be go, go down because they didn't focus enough on yeah those themes yeah same I feel like usually with the pl- the whatever the plot is the themes are because like in terms of scoring because like I can only give I can only like take away what you give me and the plot exactly. doesn't give me much 
like like we said when the, earlier, the plot is just a hot witch woman mm-hmm. saving the saving the universe. There's not much I could do with that. There's nothing like much I could do with that. She protects her younger self, but like also, but she also casts her younger self to Luca sometimes. So. Yeah. That was a time vortex thing. Also, I don't know what uh, what's that other girl's name? Cereza. Not Cereza. The white. Jean. Jean. I don't know her deal really. The thing is, I feel like she's there to like be kind of like a. Oh, you don't remember your past. Yeah, they don't really go into Jean a lot. I'm like, are they antagonists? Are like, are they like enemies? Are they frenemies? I think it was a thing where it's like Jean kept fighting her to kind of help awaken. Yeah. Her thing. Um. Yeah, themes are too. There's not a lot to talk about with themes. Characters. Characters. So. I gave Bayonetta a silver. Only because... Sorry. Characters just overall. I feel like Bayonetta, even though I would put her on a... As one of the high... It's called Bayonetta. Of course, she's going to be the most developed character in Bayonetta. But, like, everyone else doesn't really add to... Ba- like the story mm-hmm. like Luca's only there to be like yeah I, w- I want revenge because you killed my dad but it's also like oh but you're also kind of hot and that's <laughs> kind of like where his whole deal comes from and so that's his whole thing is just like oh yeah um that's my mom and that's it that's it and I feel like Sedessa's character even though I can even though I could kind of like project and be like yeah Sedessa's seeing this like really cool like badass woman like, taking care of all these monsters and protecting her would influence her to, like, become a strong woman as well, like Bayonetta. Um, they don't say that. And they, they don't, don't show that. They don't. Um, and the thing is, Bayonetta 3, we might not play for a while. And I know the focus on Cereza's, like... May- people are, people are the thing guessing is, that the, that's what it focuses on. The thing on. is, if it's not Cereza, I don't know what they're doing. Because, okay, so they have the same exact hair, and it's not Cereza... That makes no sense. Maybe original timeline Bayonetta was just inspired by it. That's, Who knows? That's so yeah. silly. Whatever. But yeah, but I give the characters a, I give the characters overall a three because there's like the thing is like the main guy that we like go to for the shop. Rodan. Yeah, and the other guy who's like the Frank. Like, is his name Frank? I don't even remember the characters because they show up. They're the first people that you see, and you don't see them the entire mm-hmm. like game until the end. We're spoilers. It's been ten years. You. you it's more like, like, Bayonetta, like, quote-unquote, dies, and then he's at the funeral. It's like, you weren't there throughout the whole process for me to care that you're at my funeral. So it was kind of, like, hollow. That they inter- like, they don't introduce that many characters for them to, like, discard the ones that they do, you know? So that was me. Sorry, I'm looking up the character's name to make sure we get that one character right. Yeah. Um, he doesn't even appear in the... Like, the name thing for the characters. Really? Yeah. So it's just Luca, Cereza, and Jean? Like, on the wiki, the first characters that come out are Bayonetta, Jean, Luca, Rodin, um, Cereza, Fall the Balder. And that's it. Huh. Well, my point stands. That, that, in, that is enough. Um. So. I gave the characters a four. Mm-hmm. Bayonetta does not have a lot of characters. Yeah. But all the characters, um, I feel like the characters, watching the characters interacting was much more interesting than the plot in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the characters really helped 
support a lot of my story needs for a game. Um, in that first cutscene, you knew everything what Bayonetta was about. You knew everything what Rodin was about. You knew everything what Frank was about. <laughs> Frank? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, and I think they do a good job for what limited story they have. Mm-hmm. The characters stand out and are memorable. Mm-hmm. Including Frank. Frank's funny. I don't think his name's Frank, though. The thing is, I don't know what his name is. Let me. No, no. You look on the wiki. If you can't find it on the wiki, I can't. I feel like if I if I spent more time looking into it, I'd find it, but I don't care enough. Because Frank was not my favorite character. <sighs> I like that they just like use him as a a joke, kind of. I find it amusing. They do use him as a joke. But I think also like since he's kind of crass, I feel like it makes Bayonetta look even better because it's like, yeah, look at this crass like jerk character, and look at this like elegant like hot like, tall, beautiful woman. So that's pretty nice. Um, and then, talking about uh, Bayonetta, uh, she really showed herself to be a super independent person, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things about it, mm-hmm. where no one takes her for granted. No one is just, no one is just like, yeah, Bayonetta's a weak woman. But I feel like sometimes when games follow women, there's always that scene where it's just like. She has to like prove herself. Yeah. That she's going to be one of the boys. Yeah. But like, she never risked her, fem- like she never like, like uh, risked her fem- femininity to like make her seem more. She always like used her femininity as another power that she has. Yeah. Which I like. It was the thing is, I think Bayonetta alone, I feel like makes characters a four for me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, let's calculate it. Yes. I had I, I ended up getting eleven. I also ended up getting eleven. So eleven is the score. Yes. Um. What's what is eleven? Eleven is a silver. That's fair. Yeah. It's, it's, Bay- a, low, it's a low silver. Yeah. Bay- Bayonetta is a silver. That's that- a silver game. <laughs> Well, the thing is, if you enjoy, like, really in-depth plot and stuff, maybe not this game. But in terms of, like, having fun with these characters, mm-hmm. it, made, it made me really love these characters. It made me really excited to play Bayonetta 2 and Bayonetta 3, but then we all, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, before closing out the podcast, we have to do one more review. Mm-hmm. It's a review that we missed. What, was, what is it? Beetlejuice. I forgot about Beetlejuice. Yeah. That was fun. You want to do a quick review for that? Sure. Give me the... Should we pause it and then... Nah. Let's come up and put it on, on the spot. On the dome? Okay. On the dome. Okay. So, streaming pick of the week is going to be three movies this year. This mm-hmm. week. Derek, why? Because we're behind on the movies. Yeah. So, we have... For this first one, it's going to be... We're going to talk about Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Thursday, when another story in the pot drops, we're going to talk about... Willy's Wonderland mm-hmm. and the Monster High movie. Oh yeah, Instead of Monster High. Monster well, we're not doing Hocus Pocus. That's next week. Ah, uh, makes sense. High Monster High Monster Monster High Monster Monster High Monster High. The party never Monster Monster High. Monster. Are you keeping that in? Yeah. So lame. Beetlejuice. So Beetlejuice. Plot. Um, the plot. Did you expect to have for it to have the plot that it had? The thing is, 
Um, with Tim Burton stuff, I feel like the plot. Um, forgive is me. Is it Tim Burton? Is it not Tim Burton? I don't think Beetlejuice is Tim Burton. Because I thought Beetlejuice is Tim Burton. I think it is Tim Burton. Yeah. Wow. Because I think I remember we had a conversation where it's like it was like Wendell and something that one with Jordan Peele. That one's not Tim Burton. That was someone who worked with Tim Burton. Tim Burton. I yeah, think that, that was, was the guy that made Coraline. And yeah. Norman. Yeah, I think that was what the confusion was. Um, but the thing is with Tim Burton stuff, I feel like the plot isn't good ever. I feel like the plot is very much like, hey, here's a concept, and then we'll just try to work it in. For those that haven't seen. Beetlejuice. Let me tell you why it's a stream to pick the week. Beetlejuice is a 1988? Yeah, 1988 film. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Michael Keaton is the titular Beetlejuice, but he's barely in there. And instead, we're following Gina Davis um, and her husband, played by ba- Alec Baldwin, who die and are hunting a house. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get these humans out of their house. Um, and they hire Beetlejuice to help. Mm-hmm. Basic synopsis. Watch the movie. Yeah. There's going to be no spoiler for Stream Pick of the Week because I want you to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. It's old, so spoilers exist. But it's a very, it's, it's a spectacular, is, spooky the, season. The movie. thing is, funny enough, even though the movie's really old, I've never been spoiled for Beetlejuice. I, I, I honestly did not know what Beetlejuice was about. So I was really much prepared to be annoyed by Beetlejuice. He's not in the movie that much. I, and I think that's, that's, the, that's the thing. That's is, the betterment of the movie because yeah. Beetlejuice is annoying. He is annoying. Um, I want to say that I'd probably give the plot overall a bronze. A bronze? A bronze. Because the thing is, um, I feel like the the, plot, the plot's pretty straightforward. It's just like, like you said, it's just like these ghosts, these, this couple who died, they're trying to get these humans out of their house that they like lived in. Mm-hmm. And it ends in a sweet, I'll give it a silver. Because it ends in a very sweet way. I'm also giving it a silver. I like the way it ends. I like I like the ending and how it ties together a plot that I feel like feels listless at sometimes. Yeah. Um. Oh God, it's such it's so nice. But the thing is, if you want a movie that feels like nostalgia, this tw- these twenty twenties have been hard. <laughs> you want to travel back to a bygone time? It still has some problematic stuff in it. There's a lot of problematic stuff. In yeah. Beetlejuice. Well, there's a lot so of stuff you got to bracket. So not a lot of problematic stuff. It's mainly Beetlejuice. It's mainly Beetlejuice. Funny enough. Um, watch Beetlejuice. It just The thing is, I'm not someone who cares for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It just feels good. Yeah. It feels good watching it. Watching it reminded me why I enjoyed Tim Burton stuff as a kid. Uh, even though I didn't like, even the movie, even some Tim Burton stuff, like, if I truly analyze it, it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Um. It made me remember, like, all the cutesy things I like about Tim Burton stuff. I was, like, kind of quirky and weird. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Oh, it reminds me of, like, Scary Godmother adjacent <laughs> in terms of nostalgia feels. That's fair. So silver for that one. Sorry, I'm trying to write these points. Like, I'm going to forget. Construction. So. Um, Sorry. What would you get construction? For construction, I... Keep in mind it's a movie made in 1988. Um, honestly, for construction, I'd give construction a gold. Because the thing is, I feel like I have been watching a lot of Disney documentaries while I've been doing work on this comic. And a lot... And Tim Burton's worked with a lot of, like, Disney animators and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I really enjoy the innovativeness that Tim Burton has in terms of using paralleling um, stop motion like animation with live action to make it like kind of jarring and unhinged and weird looking. And he very much like has his own like character, like his iconic character design within the movies. And even the movie is like, it's a movie that came out in 1988. It's not gonna be like the most grand thing ever. But I feel like if I compared this movie to like a movie that came out in 2020, like any Disney Marvel movie, I'd probably put this movie has better construction. Yeah. I would give the construction a four, at gold as well. Um, from the thing is, uh, as someone who who dabbles in filmmaking, um, practical effects are something that I've like really been into. We've been forced due to like various sponsors that we've had. We've been forced to watch a lot of Marvel stuff, and I'm kind of. It's it kind of I'm kind of burnt out on CGI. Yeah. So I kind of want to see really good practical effects, which mm-hmm. Beetlejuice just has. Mm-hmm. And I think it, I also was surprised they used. So I I know they talked about this already, but I was surprised they used claymation to like animate the monster mm-hmm. stuff. And then it's like, oh yeah, they the way they edited it, it looks like the monsters are like life size, just like the humans are. And I just thought that was just a cool thing to do. Because why not play with things like that? Why not play with like that kind of animation to make it look more realistic when you don't have the technology. And also make it look creepier. And make it look creepier. It looks surreal. Because if Beetlejuice was made nowadays, they would, they'd probably build a practical thing and then put CGI on top of it. Yeah. Just like they do with the Spider-Man suits, which doesn't make any sense. You already have the suits. So I, the thing is, the suits already look fine. You already CGI to this. Whatever. Anyway, we're not going to get into that. You're not going to drag me back in. Themes? Themes. Um... Are there, like, true themes in Beetlejuice? I'd give that a bronze. There's stronger themes in the musical, but we're not talking about the musical. We're talking about the live action Yeah, and I feel like that's, I think that's also a bronze. Yeah, because I think that the main theme that I could think of is... Don't trust Beetlejuice. That's funny. I was going to say that even though you're dead, your life isn't over. (laughs) Like, the thing is... they, they, you, they're fortunate enough to die with someone that they loved, and they went through this entire process together. And they made unlikely friends because they were together. Found family is just as important as... <laughs> Real family? Yeah. I suppose. Um, characters. For characters, I'd give that a silver. I'd give that a gold, actually. The thing is, I liked all the characters on screen. I feel like they all worked well no, together. No, they fair. gelled together well within the plot. And I also feel like they had really good like character development as the story went on. They did, and everyone did. Even the characters you wouldn't think would have yeah. good character development. Um, even, like, honestly, characters probably would have been lower if Beetlejuice is in the movie more. Mm-hmm. The fact that Beetlejuice is just in it just enough. I feel like Beetlejuice is in it just enough. Just enough to make everyone else reflect on their decisions yeah. as characters. Sorry, this sounds very vague, but I guess watch the movie. Yeah, we want you guys to watch it. One, two, three, four, eight, ten. I got thirteen. I also got thirteen. So it's thirteen. <laughs> so that makes it. I think it's still silver. Yeah, I think it's still silver. And yeah, it's a silver. Okay. Yeah, you're never gonna get gold. You're never gonna get gold. Um, silver's good. Silver, silver's great though. 
guys, silver, and like people trade their entire lives to get silver. <laughs> you know, I personally has never have never made anything above a bronze. So you know, like, I don't compete in sports. So that's already if you don't win, you don't if you don't try, you don't even compete. And with that words of wisdom, <laughs> I'm gonna bring this episode to a close. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it keep an eye out for our next podcast. We still need to uh, watch the movies. Um, <laughs> and have a good one. Bye.